Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. All right. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Real Presence Live this morning. We are broadcasting live from Aberdeen, South Dakota. I'm Chris Euler. We are here in the heart of the Real Presence Radio listening area, uh, broadcasting, like I said, from Aberdeen Roncalli High School. Beautiful morning here. The sun is shining, and we're here to glorify God in all we do. Uh, in a minute, I'll be joined by a very special guest, uh, co-hosting from Fargo, actually. Right, We're doing a little bit of technology this morning. We'll have Teresa Curley hopefully joining us here soon uh, to do the show with us today. So Good morning, Chris. Oh, and she's here. Look at that. How's it going this morning? Oh, it is going quite well. How are you? I am doing well. Is it as cold there as it is in Fargo? It's 37 this morning. Uh, it is. It, my computer says it's 28 right now. Oof. So even though I'm, I'm south of you, I, I still got you beat, I guess, you know. So those people that said that Fargo is colder, they, they just didn't know that, you know, they were hiding a good thing, I guess. Exactly. It's like, it's, it's the... It's an oasis in the Midwest, right? <laughs> <laughs> for sure, for sure. Well, Teresa, should we begin in prayer and then dive into the show this morning? Absolutely. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Jesus, we just praise you and we thank you for the great gift of your love. Lord, today we hear that heaven is like a mustard seed, that when planted it grows into a great tree into which birds come and nest and find the rest. So, Lord, just we just ask you to give us that heaven within our hearts. Help us to rest in you every day so that one day may we rest with you for all eternity. We just ask you to bless all the listeners, bless today's show, and bless those being interviewed. And we just ask your just grateful, uh, your great abundant blessings upon all those who should know and love you. Help all people come to you. Amen. Amen. Yeah, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Hey, well, Teresa, we have a great show lined up today. I'm pretty excited. I am. I'm, su- I'm super excited. So, who do we have, Chris? Well, it's uh, this morning here. We've got our first interview is uh, Dr. Matthew Bruniger. Uh, so, Dr. Matthew Bruniger is actually a uh, professor at Franciscan University. He's a uh, psychology professor, wonderful guy, uh, wrote a new book called Finding Freedom in Christ. And it's all about healing life's hurts. And so I think this is a, a reality that we all need to encounter. Mm, for sure. We all need to deal with it. We all have wounds. We all have things that are uh, suffering emotionally, physically, right? And so we're going to talk with Dr. Bruniger this morning. Uh, so, Dr. Bruniger, thank you for yes. being with us today on Real Presence uh-huh. Radio. Thanks for inviting me. I really appreciate it. Yeah. So before we dive into the heart of the interview, just can you give us a little uh, synopsis of who you are and what you do? Sure, yeah. So, um, Dr. Matt Bruninger, I am a, an associate professor of psychology at Franciscan University, Steubenville, Ohio. Um, I also own a therapy practice. I have a, a 
part-time private practice, and I have a number of wonderful employees working for me called Wellspring Counseling and Coaching. And so we do uh, mental health counseling, and we have a a couple programs that we've developed, um, sort of coached programs to help people deepen their um, identity as beloved sons and daughters of the Father. And so in addition to my teaching, I oversee uh, Wellspring Counseling and Coaching. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very needed thing in our world today, I believe, especially from that oh Christ-centered gosh. view. Mm. Oh, my gosh. For sure. For yeah. sure. You know, it's, I see so often, I'm, I'm so privileged to see not only um, with our students, but with folks in the Catholic community um, who invite me into their life, invite me into these, these hurts and these wounds, these dark places. Um, I count it a privilege to be able to be sort of invited into these, these difficulties, but you're right that this is a growing problem. I mean, especially post-COVID, but um, mm. the mental health crisis, I mean, we are more anxious, we are more depressed, we're more angry, we're more bitter, road rage is up. I mean, we're just struggling with these sort of emotional and psychological hurts and wounds more than we ever have. And so there's such a deep need, particularly in the Catholic community, because we're not immune to it. You know, unfortunately, even in the church, within the church, we suffer and struggle with the same problems. And that's not the bad news. That's actually the good news. Right. Because we have we have a God who wants to heal us. Mm-hmm. And that's the good news. Yeah. Well, you recently just wrote a book about this and how we can find healing through God's grace. Uh, would yes. you tell us about that? Sure. So I... Um, I have just been, it originated from a talk I gave on campus uh, to students. It was pretty well received. And what I was noticing among the students was they were incredibly anxious, they were incredibly depressed, they were uh, feeling unhappy and unmotivated. And I wanted to try to help them come up with some simple practical steps to begin to heal, to begin to feel better. And as I you know, gave the talk, it was really well received, and I thought, I, I want to get this message to the world. And so the book really is, is sort of a very practical, like it's a, a popular level practical book aimed at giving people a couple steps to help them begin to clear away the sort of wreckage of our wounds so that we can have the freedom God is calling us to. Mm-hmm. And that is, that's the word that kind of kept coming up over and over and over is freedom. That God wants freedom for us. Um, and so that passage from Galatians really became the, the sort of battle cry of the book. It was Galatians 5.13, you've been called to freedom, brothers and sisters, but don't use your freedom for things of the flesh. Through love, use it in service to one another. And I think that is, I mean, that's the message here in the whole book, is that God wants freedom from us. And healing is that freedom. And our freedom, our healing, is for the purpose of being able to love and serve one another. Amen. And, that's beautiful. And so that, yeah, yeah. That's the, that's the message, the deep sort of heart message of the book, is that we are called to freedom. Now, one thing that, so I teach high school, I teach high school religion uh, here in South Dakota. Okay. One thing, yeah, we always talk about that idea of freedom. And I find it so yeah. interesting, every time it first yeah. comes up, Right, they have this very American view of freedom, mm, this sure. libertarian view, yes, uh, yes, yes, almost. Yes, yes. So, as you're speaking of freedom, right? Can you kind of clarify what what do you mean by freedom exactly? Absolutely. I mean, yeah. So, to your point, I mean, you're right on. The freedom doesn't mean sort of the ability to do whatever we want, right? It's 
traditionally in the tradition that's talked about the freedom to do and pursue what is good. And, and the way I'm using it um, in my book is freedom actually isn't, it's not the absence of suffering. So a lot of times when we think about healing and we think about the freedom that, that accompanies healing, we think about, well, I'll, I won't suffer anymore. I won't be bothered or troubled or plagued by any suffering, emotional, spiritual, physical. And that's not how I'm using freedom either. I don't think freedom is always the absence of suffering. I think oftentimes freedom is the ability to go where God is calling you and to do what God wants you to do and to bring your suffering with you. So the problem for a lot of us is we've spent a lot of time trying to not have our wounds touched. Wounds are painful. And so we spend a lot of time orchestrating our life and structuring our life so that I don't have to feel the pain of my wounds so that they don't get touched or pressured. And that means that I'm not free. I'm a slave to my pain. I'm a slave to my wounds. And I think true freedom is being able to go wherever God calls me and bring my suffering with me. I mean, Christ says, if you're going to follow me, pick up your cross and follow me. We're going to have suffering. We're absolutely going to have the cross in our life. But there is a real freedom to be able to bring our cross where God is calling us. But I think what a lot of us do is we try to avoid and, and, and not go where God is calling us precisely because that might be painful. And so rather than picking up the cross of Christ that he has for us, we kind of create all these crosses of our own making. But the true freedom is to go where he wants us. Right. And that's, that's so true. Like everything you're saying yeah. rings very true that we oftentimes, yeah, we, we do it to ourselves oftentimes, right? You know, yeah. especially as yeah. we're letting these wounds fester, right? I like that, to use that word when yeah. I'm with like students or other people who are dealing with, with great struggles. Now, yeah. one distinction too, another, so we distinct, distinguish freedom, but I think there also yeah. needs to be a distinction between suffering and pain. Can you yeah. kind of lay that out for us as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think suffering is inevitable. So the way I think about it is um, suffering is the cross in our life, and Christ has promised that we will have suffering. Suffering, as I sort of conceptualize it in the book, is the it is going to be the, the, the difficulty, the discomfort, it's what arises when we get wounded. Uh, when somebody fails to love us, and this is what I think wounds are. I think wounds are when somebody fails to love us the way we were created to be loved. Mm-hmm. And so when somebody fails to love you the way you're created to be loved, a wound arises. And that, that is suffering. That wound has suffering with it. And that's inevitable. And suffering is unpleasant. But I think what we oftentimes do is because we don't like the suffering, in an attempt to avoid the suffering, in an attempt to reduce it on our own terms, we actually end up adding to it. And so I think of pain as the addition or contribution that we have, that we bring to suffering. So suffering is going to be present, it's unavoidable, but we, like, pain is optional. And pain is what we oftentimes bring to our suffering. When we deepen it, we extend it through false beliefs, through unhealthy coping strategies, through putting expectations on people, through unhealthy attachments. We deepen and extend our suffering through how we're trying to deal with it. And that's what I think pain is. So I think suffering is inevitable, but pain is optional. 
That's a really interesting distinction. I don't think I've yeah. heard that before. So in the title of your book, Healing Life's yeah. Hurts, are you yeah. referring to both pain and suffering or one yeah. over the other? Great. So I think that's a great question. So I'm referring to the pain. I'm, refer- I'm referring to our contribution. Mm. So like, I-, I think basically when we get hurt, when we get wounded, we're going to suffer. If your father walked out on you when you were, when you were young, or your mom walked out, or our brother died from a drug overdose, there's a wound there, and it's going to be suffering. And, and that wound might hurt. I- I've worked with parents whose, children's have passed away, uh, whose children have passed away. There's going to be hurt there forever. Now, that, that hurt, that suffering will change over time. That's the beauty of suffering in some senses. If, if we can hold it right, if we can sit with it in Christ's presence, then we can oftentimes notice how it begins to change and morph and how God will use it in our life and in the lives of others. And so suffering is is meant to be sort of endured well. But I think we can heal the pain that we've added to it. And so through the steps, I try to help us identify the ways that we've contributed to our our suffering, our pain. Like what are the ways that we haven't suffered well and that we've increased and deepened and extended and solidified this hurt. So that's what it's really about. It's about healing the pain that we add. It's about our contribution. So I say very, very early on in the book, like, you're the problem. The way you've chosen to guard against the hurt, the way you've chosen to deal with the hurt, the strategies you've adopted to not have that wound touched, they're causing so much of your anxiety. They're causing so much of your depression. They're causing so much of your unhappiness. And we can deal with that. And then what you'll be left with, what you'll be left with is just suffering. But that suffering is the unique cross that Christ has given each of us for a particular purpose. Hmm. And, and that's where we can, you know, sort of, that's what we want to be left with. Yeah, absolutely. So oftentimes, like, that pain can cloud our vision of what our suffering is actually for. Mm, right? Exactly. That's beautiful. Exactly. And so, this is something that I think is applicable to every single person that has ever lived, absolutely. is living, and ever will live. And absolutely. so, after the break, we're going to top, come back, and we're going to talk about what we're created for. What's our purpose? Mm. In life? What are these six mm. S's that we're created for? So, don't go anywhere. We're here with Dr. Bruninger from Franciscan University talking about pain and suffering in his new book, Finding Freedom in Christ. Do not go anywhere. We'll be right back after the break. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Do you know a priest who has made a difference in your life or at your parish? One who has helped you through a loss, discern an important decision, or celebrated the sacraments with you and your family? Real Presence Radio would like to know about these amazing priests. Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com contact to nominate your priest. And each week on Real Presence Live, we will recognize one of our priests with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. Help us honor our fathers by nominating your priest today. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Have interruptions impacted your charitable giving? If you feel like you have less to give this year or are waiting until you get through these recent challenges, 
We want to let you know about some creative gift options that won't cost you a dime this year. For example, you could designate Real Presence Radio as the beneficiary of all or percentage of your IRA, or make RPR beneficiary of a percentage of your estate or specific asset. Make a bequest commitment gift this year without impacting your savings or investments. To learn more about the benefits of making a charitable bequest, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. Real Presence Radio is available on Google Assistant devices, including Google Home, phones, tablets, and smart displays. To start this action, say something like, Okay, Google, talk to Real Presence Radio. It will then ask what station you want to play, to which you can respond, Play Sioux Falls, or Play AM 970, or Play WWEN. From there, you can use words like Play, Pause, and Stop. Listen to RPR anytime, anywhere, on Google Assistant devices. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the second half of our interview with Dr. Matthew Brunninger, talking about his new book, Finding Freedom in Christ healing life hurts. And so uh, before the break, we talked about how suffering is inevitable. We're all going to suffer, but pain is a choice. Pain is something that we bring upon ourselves. And so when we are in that midst of pain and suffering, so oftentimes we're fogged, right? We can't see our life perfect. And so Dr. Berninger, can you break down what we're created for? And you kind of came up with a model of the six S's. What are we created for? And how do you propose that? Right. So, so it started, you know, we're all wounded. And, and so I define wounds as failing to be loved the way you're created to be loved, or um, having somebody block us from loving the way we're created to be loved. But then the question arose in my mind, sort of, well, what does it mean? What is love? If, if I'm saying a wound comes from a lack of love, well, what is love? And so you have this sort of traditional articulation from Aquinas and the Catechism that to love is to will the good of the other. And that's sort of, like, wonderfully unhelpful. Uh, because the next question is like, right, what is what are the goods of the other, right? And so, what I wanted to try to do is I wanted to come up with some sort of model that helped us understand what the goods that we were created for are. So when I say somebody failed to love me the way I was created to be loved, I could say they failed to provide these particular goods that I was created to receive. And so I came up with these six S's. Um, and so the six S's are somatic meaning like bodily goods. So you were made to have your physical needs met. Food, clothing, shelter, rest for the body, bodily health. Like Those are goods that you're made for, and when you fail to receive them, a wound arises. Uh, the next one is safety. You were created to, have, to feel and experience safety, not only bodily safety, like I'm, I'm safe in my physical person, but emotional safety, interpersonal safety, I think things like financial safety go in here. Like, people want a certain sense of safety and security. And we're created to have that kind of safety and security and stability. Um, The third one is a sense of connection. We're created in the image and likeness of a God who is in his very nature a communion of persons. So we desire the good of friendship, 
family bonds, physical and sexual intimacy with our, with our spouse, right? We want connection. And so this is why it's so painful when we're alienated from our families, from our siblings, when a parent walks out. Those bonds and sense of connection are, are fragmented. Uh, the fourth one is self-esteem. So we have an inherent dignity. We always talk about the dignity of the human person in Catholic theology. Mm-hmm. You have a dignity. You have a value. You have status. Like you were meant to have that dignity and value and status recognized. And when somebody fails to, to treat you or see that in you, a wound arises. Um, self-excellence. Here, um, and some of these that, you know, I had to, I had to force the ass a little bit with some of them, you know. <laughs> yeah, so, so bear with me. But uh, self-excellence, like we have a desire to excel and to be great at things, to do well, to, to be competent, to... And virtue is excellence in the powers of the soul. We were made for excellence. We are made to, right? And that's excellence doesn't mean big, right? But it, but it does mean, like, we strive for greatness and perfection very often, very often. And lastly, self-transcendence. We have these sort of goods that draw us out of ourselves, um, like relationship with God, like justice, beauty, truth, the sort of transcendentals. Things like forgiveness and faith and things that draw us beyond the bounds of ourself toward God and toward others. And I think when these things, these six S's get thwarted, a wound arises. So when somebody, you know, bullying, what does bullying hurt? Bullying hurts that, that dignity, that self-esteem. We're not being recognized, esteemed, or valued. Bullying hurts our sense of connection that we were created for. Bullying hurts a certain sense of safety, right, bodily safety that we are created for, interpersonal safety. So I think we can trace our wounds to the six S's. They arise from those six S's being deprived uh, in our life. And sort of interestingly, I think the real problem isn't that we're wounded. The real problem is what we do when we're wounded. Hmm. Right? So, so we're going to be hurt. We're going to be wounded this side of the beatific vision because people are imperfect. And they're going to hurt and harm us. But what really happens, and this is where the pain comes in, is those wounds are painful. They, they hurt. And so what we do is we say, I'm not going to feel that way again. I don't like that. And so we guard against it through what I've, I've been calling self-preservation strategies. I want to keep myself safe. And so let's say I never felt valued. Well, I'm going to show people how valuable I am. I have this wound of not being valued. I'm going to show you how valuable I am. So maybe I just... I, I go out and I try to succeed at all costs. I have to be the center of attention. I have to always have the top grade. I can't ever get an A-. minus. I have to get all A's because I have to show you how valuable I am. Well, that's exhausting. It's anxiety-provoking. If, God forbid, you get a B on the test, now you're depressed because you've set up this self-preservation. I can't. I need to feel valued. I can't feel that hurt around being undervalued again. So I'm going to just succeed at all costs. And the real, the anxiety, the depression, the unhappiness we tend to feel in our day-to-day lives, I think arises from these unhealthy self-preservation strategies that we adopt to avoid the hurt of our wounds. Yeah, that's beautiful. But it's also sobering, you know? It's also this call for you and I to look into our wounds and Mm. to actually deal with them. Mm. Um, yeah. So, like, what is something that, like, you see in people that is mm-hmm. like, 
Like, why? Why do we avoid these things? Yeah, great question. I think there's a couple reasons, but one of them is sometimes we're just so used to the the pain and the hurt and the chaos. Sometimes it's just normal. We just think that's what life is. We're not aware of the call to freedom that God has for us. That's one reason. It's sort of like the ignorance that there's another thing, another way. The second is a feeling of sort of helplessness and hopelessness. So maybe maybe I feel like I know I hurt, I'm hurt and wounded, but I don't know what to do. Because, by the way, when I look out at everyone outside of me in the church, y'all look happy. <laughs> when I look at your Instagram pages and your Facebook pages, it looks like you're thriving. So, see, I compare how I feel on the inside to how you look on the outside, and I think, oh, no, something's wrong with me. I think another reason we avoid it is because I'm afraid that if you saw how much I was really hurting, if you saw what my, what my wounds were, and you might not want to be around me. You might leave me. And then maybe the last reason is because uh, if we identify what our wounds are, we might have to change. And the truth mm-hmm. is, change is painful, and change is hard. Flannery O'Connor has this great quote. She said, Human nature vigorously resists grace because grace changes us, and change is hard. Like, mm. it's going to be a hard, painful process. And this, this book isn't for everybody because... It invites people into some serious work, like putting pen to paper, looking back at our past, identifying our wounds, identifying where we were wrong. And that's hard. As a husband, as a father, as a friend, to identify where I set myself up to be hurt, where I've hurt others, where I've acted out of self-preservation instead of freedom, that is sobering, man. That is really sobering. Mm-hmm. And it's painful sometimes, and it's scary sometimes. And so I think sometimes that, that fear of the hard work. And where will I end up? Because the truth is, by the way, I'm not exactly sure what this freedom looks like. And man, do I want it. But it's something I don't know yet. Something, and so sometimes the unknown of the freedom that God is calling me to is scary. Mm-hmm. You know? For sure. For sure. Now, in your book, what program have you developed to help people uh, find yeah. healing. Yeah, so I have these six steps. I have six steps. I think the first step is we have to surrender. Like We have to recognize and be honest that we're hurt, we're harmed, or we're really hurting here. We have to surrender this all to the Father. Then we have to um, look at our relationship with God. The Catechism tells us that a lot of our problems, Catechism 397 says, a lot of your problems, most of your sin comes from a disobedience from God and a lack of trust in His goodness. And I think most of us have to get back to actually learning to trust in the goodness of God. And I've actually, um, through my, one of the coaching programs I developed is actually a 12-week program aimed at helping you reestablish a deep sense of connection and, and a deep sense of your belovedness in the Father. That's a program I'm really excited about. Mm, that's the second step. I love that. Yeah, the second step is like realize who God really is and realize that you're beloved because I'm not going to turn my wounds over to a God who I don't trust. Mm. And then steps three and four are about actually putting pen to paper and identifying what those self-preservation strategies I've adopted are and asking God to remove them. And and you take them to confession. You say, God, these are the things that are getting in my way of being of service to you. Please remove them. Mm. And step five is about going out and trying to make right all the wrongs I've done. Like, 
oftentimes when I act out of my wounds, I hurt others. I see this as a parent all the time. When I act out of my wounds, I hurt my kids. I hurt my wife. And so I need to go back and make right the wrongs that I've done when I've acted out of my wounds. And then the last step of the program is about deep, deep daily conversion. Every day, my new purpose is to be of service to God and, and my fellow man. Like, to be obsessed with that. It's not about me anymore. It's about being of service to God and my fellow man. And to the extent that that is my daily focus, I wake up every day, I say, God, remove all those self-preservation strategies in me. The fear, the greed, the lust, the self-seeking. Remove them all from me because they get in my way of being of service to you. Mm. And what I've found is that God takes them and removes them to the extent that they get in my way of doing what He's calling me to do. And I have freedom. I have freedom to go wherever God is calling me and to do whatever He wants me to do, even if that means I have to bring some suffering with me. Hmm. That's beautiful. You know, I'm, I'm immediately reminded of Gaudium et Spes, right? When man truly finds yes. himself through this sincere gift of self. Yes, that's it. That's it. it. It is only through healing that we can sincerely give, right? If we're not fully yes. integrated within ourselves, yes. then we can't give ourselves away. So this is a beautiful gift. Uh, before we go to the break here, any th- any place where people or where you can point people to find your book if they're interested? Sure. Yeah, the book. You can find the book on Amazon. You can also find it at um, the St. Paul Center for Biblical Theology, um, Emmaus Press, um, or on Amazon. Or you can go to Wellspring ccc.com and check out um, the book and the coaching program okay well three sweet and, hey real quick we're also doing a healing pilgrimage this summer based on the book to paris lazoo and lords where we're going to present these wounds and hurts to our lady at lords oh beautiful mm-hmm. and beautiful. is that information can that be found on your wellspring site as well yep they can reach out to me through the wellspring site all right sounds good well thank you doctor uh, we appreciate you being on today uh, and sharing so some wisdom about healing and how God's grace wishes to heal us. So, folks, don't go anywhere. Stay tuned. We've got wonderful, uh, wonderful show planned for you today. Up next, we'll have Bev Dickes from Angel Gown Ministry in Sioux Falls sharing what they do with wonderful to help people who are in mourning at loss of children. So stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network.